Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with episode 176 of the Tudor Podcast, the weekly show for anyone in the business of helping people through teaching, tutoring and coaching. As always, I'm just here to share what I've learned about the business of teaching and to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business so you can make more money whilst you help more people. Remember to like and subscribe to the show. We're always pleased to hear from you. It's info at neilcamado.com if you want to get in touch. And every Monday, I'll give away what I know to keep you and your business up to speed here on the Tudor Podcast. So today I want to look at uh, a sort of follow-on from last episode, from episode 175, looking at Windows 11 looming in the future and threatening to make some of our computers obsolete with an alternative to Windows. Now, I guess everybody's heard of Windows. That's the the computer operating system that runs pretty much all non-Apple domestic computers. Now, last episode, we talked about the coming of Windows 11 and the possible effects of making your current computer obsolete because it won't be able to run Microsoft's next more of what you don't need upgrade slash product iteration that's really designed to promote another sales cycle. So today I'm going to look at a, an operating system that costs nothing, is faster and less demanding than Windows, and which could save you the cost of upgrading your computer and all of the software once the programmed obsolescence of Windows 10 is complete in 2025 when Microsoft ceased to support and update Windows 10. So I'm just talking today about something called Linux or Linux. It is an open source operating system that actually outperforms Windows, runs on lower spec machines, and apparently never ruins your day with yet another infuriating automatic update that seizes control of your computer. That makes you just a little bit grumpy. Now, I've got to be blunt about this i'm not using linux at the moment but now i know about it thanks to a exceedingly geeky mate then there's a very good chance i will go over and use it especially if it saves me thousands of pounds worth of hardware and software upgrades so let's have a quick look at the benefits of a potential switch to linux to us as business people and as ordinary civilians i.e non-tutors the big one for me is the total cost of ownership. Now, the most obvious advantage is that Linux is free, whereas Windows, one way or another, isn't. You may have to buy a Windows license. Now, the, the license cost will be different for desktop and servers, but um, with Linux, it's free. You simply get something called a distro or a distribution of the Linux system that you're using. It doesn't cost a darn thing, nada. But 
wait, there's more. Because there's always more, right? Not only the OS, the operating system, but the vast majority of the related applications are completely free and what's called open source, which means you get access to the source codes. Now, for personal use, a single user Windows OS license might appear fairly inexpensive. But when you're a business running multiple machines and more employees, that just means more cost. And once you add on the cost of your Microsoft Office 365 subscriptions, your Outlook package, your accounting package, and all that malarkey, it begins to add up in a very significant way. So it's not just the OS system, but everything the organization needs to run on top of that may well be chargeable on a Windows system. But that's not really the case with Linux. Even for me, live I live here by myself, work by myself, but I still use four Windows machines at the moment. And that can get really expensive. Now, in the Windows world, you can't really do anything about that. But with Linux, you can actually get in and mess around with things. Everything's free, and you can actually get in and mess with the source code. You can do that with both the operating system and most of the apps that run on top of it. Now, personally, I'm not going to be to this, but some high-grade geeks around me, no names, no pack drill on that one, will want to get and dive in on that. So it's free. You download the source code, you modify it to suit your needs, and then you get on using it, and it doesn't fall over, and it doesn't cost you anything. That sounds pretty cool. Little sidebar here, some of the Linux distros do charge for support, but they're pretty cheap when you compare them to the price of Windows licenses. So the second big benefit of Linux is it's very friendly, it's very easy to use. I've had a good look at it, and whilst Windows is undoubtedly one of the simplest desktop operating systems available today with a lovely graphic user interface, then it's possible to get pretty much the same experience with some Linux distros like Ubuntu, Elementary OS, Linux Mint, and some others. They're, they're pretty much catching up. They're aiming to make the transition from Windows to Linux smooth and easy and free. Did I mention it was free? Like this. So if you're a Windows user and you're looking to get over to Linux, just add something called Wine. Now, this is an acronym for Wine is not an emulator and it will emulate the look and the feel of a Windows desktop right there on your Linux system. So for most of us, there'll be only marginal differences in how that looks and feels in use. So the third point in favor of Linux for me is reliability. I rant and rave to anyone who's not bright enough to run away about the horrible updates and fallovers of Windows and the chaos that that actually inflicts. It can be loss of teaching time, loss of work time, loss of productivity. And, well, well, what can I say? I'm just going to get ratty if I talk about that. Now, 
let's press on. It's generally accepted that Linux is more reliable than Windows. And Linux will actually rock along quite happily. It's well designed. It's got good built-in security. So it's pretty much unparalleled in terms of its uptime. Uh, the developers of Linux, the distro guys, they're, they're pretty active and they do release major and minor updates from time to time, but they won't cause your machine to fail or fall over and very seldom need a restart. This is really important. I think particularly if you're using this from a server environment, but even me just using it at home on my own machines, then a system that updates itself in the background and doesn't need to turn itself off, start over again many, many times. That's great for me. Thank you very much. So point four in favor of Linux is hardware. Because Linux systems consume fewer system resources like RAM, which is memory space, disk space, and, and demand lower processing speeds than uh, Windows computers, you can run them on old machines. That's pretty cool, especially now that a lot of hardware manufacturers are starting realizing that Linux is becoming popular and they've started making Linux compliant hardware and drivers. But the big thing, big thing is this, if you're running older machines, Windows is gonna be slower. That means because Linux is leaner, it's slicker. And this is how you get to keep your old PC when the Windows updates go on and make your old PC unfeasibly slow, expensive to upgrade, or just plain old obsolete. Obsolete. Even if you've got a fossil machine knocking around the house, a 386 or a 486, I mean, this is 20 years ago, I guess. If it's got a decent amount of RAM, it'll still run Linux. So going aloft, dust off that old PC and make it live again. It's, I don't know anybody who doesn't really have old computer bits knocking around, even old machines in their entirety. Put Linux on it and it'll run. It's a free computer. That sounds pretty cool to me. There are even Linux distros made with those older machines in mind. There are things like Lubuntu, Knopix, LXLE, AntiX, and Puppy Linux. That's nice because they're thinking, let's use those old machines. Let's not just junk them in favor of the next upgrade. So point five in favor of Linux is the software. Yes, 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 I know. Windows has got boatloads of commercial software, but a lot of that needs to be paid for. In the world of Linux, on the other hand, most of it is open source. That means it's available for free, it's in the public domain. And a Linux distro comes armed with all the built-in package managers that does all the installing and uninstalling, just like Windows does, of all those lovely free bits of software. Wow, that's really cool. So, you're not really limited by your choice of software because there'll be something out there that'll do the job for you. Point six is security. Now, you're always hearing stories about Windows machines 
being hacked. They're pretty much infamous for being vulnerable to malware, trojans and viruses. But in contrast, Linux appears to be almost invulnerable and a lot more secure. It's just designed that way. So it doesn't require that you use an antivirus package like Norton or McAfee or Kaspersky. So that's going to save you money. The other good thing I really like about Linux is privacy. Windows generates logs and uploads all sorts of data from your machine. So it's telling Microsoft all the time what you've been doing. Now, most people don't know that Windows does that. Uh, certainly I didn't. I just couldn't be asked to read their non-privacy policy before I clicked accept their terms and conditions. But security is a big, big deal. And if it saves me 100 quid a year to run a more efficient machine that costs nothing and saves me the cost of that antivirus package, that's not a bad thing. So point number seven is freedom. Now there's a bit of a geek alert here because I'm not going to get into any kind of coding, programming, really modifying operating systems. It's not my bag of chips at all. But if you're into that sort of thing or you've got a an urge to get into it, well, seek professional help first. But you can with Linux because it lets you get in and control every aspect of the operating system. It's open source, so they're not protecting their intellectual property. Get in there. Muck about with the code. Even the source code of the apps. And make them work for you. I don't want to get into coding or modding OSs, but it's there if you want it. It means then that you get to use only the software that you want and nothing else. So there's no bloatware that's just soaking up your resources and slow everything down. So with Linux, you've got total freedom. Install open source apps, help yourself. There are a ton of them out there and they're pretty much all free. So, so if you want to try Linux, you can use a USB drive and uh, something called live mode and it'll try out a Linux distro on your current Windows PC before you decide which one you're going to settle on, if it's for you, and replacing your Windows operating system. It doesn't install the Linux OS, it just lets you run with it, give it a go, and maybe you'll fall in love with it. I'm going to try and get this done over the weekend just to see what happens. So point number eight for me is crashes, reboots, and burndowns. Now, if you've used a Windows PC for any length of time, you'll be familiar with this. It's when Windows suddenly locks up, seizes control of your machine, and installs an update, or just stops working altogether. It usually fouls up your plan for the whole day, ruins your life, and demands a restart or multiple restarts. You don't really get that with Linux. From what I've been able to ascertain, it just gets on and does its own thing in the background, doesn't trip you up, doesn't fall over. What's not like? That's what it should be. You don't get that with Windows. In my experience across all my machines over the last 
God knows how long using Windows machines. Now, point nine is way beyond my pay grade as a as a guitar tutor businessman, and it's server segments of the market. Linux is brilliant for servers. It's so fast, uses tiny amounts of resources. The vast majority of servers now are going over to Linux because it doesn't fail. It doesn't fall over so much. And increasingly, Windows servers are getting phased out in favor of Linux. And that means that point 10, Linux is everywhere. Now, if something is this pervasive, it must be pretty good. From the smallest device to the biggest supercomputer, you're going to find Linux in an awful lot of things. That could be your car, your internet router, your cell phone, medical devices, aircraft, televisions, satellite hardware and satellites. That smartwatch you've got, your iPad, not your iPad, your smart tablet, then you're probably going to find it running on Linux. Why does it get used so much? Because it works. It works better than almost anything else. So the chances are it'll work for you and your soon-to-be obsolete machines too. So summing up, with all these available benefits of switching to Linux, when push comes to shove, I may end up just bunging on all my machines. There are hundreds of distros to choose from. You can try them all out before you download them. It's not a case of try before you buy. It's try before you get them for nothing. They're each slightly different and they're meant for a specific purpose. So fill your boots, find the one that's right for you. You can customize them and make them work better for you. There is a ton of stuff you can do with Linux. This is actually not something I'd ever thought thought of doing a podcast about but it's so interesting that there's this free system that works better than almost anything else out there and not many people seem to be talking about it you know it's powerful it's flexible secure reliable stable and best of all it's free now i'm by no means suggesting we all immediately jump ship from our windows systems well not yet anyway but if Windows 11 means that you or I have to junk our current machines, then wouldn't it make more sense to just ditch Microsoft, keep the machines we've already bought and paid for, and just cross over to Linux? Personally, I'll probably end up doing that across the board if the Windows 11 changes are causing machines to be essentially junk, even though they work perfectly well. Four machines, a couple of grand a machine, that's quite a lot of cash when you factor in things like software, hardware. Oh, let's not go there. It's something to think about for now. If there are any people running their machines on Linux out there, get in touch and tell me how you've got on. What got you over to that side of things? If you're thinking about it now, I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's info at neilcamera.com. So for today, we'd better wrap up. But join me next time on the Tudor Podcast, where I'll be talking more about how to start, grow, love 
and in this case, protect your tutoring business. Like and subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. See you next time on the Tutor Podcast. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.